Hey everybody, today I'm here with my friend Katie Crawford and we are talking about something so important and a question that I get asked all the time. How do we serve the Lord in our business even if we're not working in actual ministry? Such an important question. I'm so excited to dive deeper with Katie and yeah, let's get it rolling. Hey, I'm Danny Purrington, and you're listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. I'm an elopement photographer who loves anything grilled cheese and traveling to weird and wild places around the globe. After being an entrepreneur for four years and building a six-figure business that I love running, I'm here to teach you everything from actionable tips on running a successful and thriving business to what's on my heart and how we can continuously seek to glorify Jesus even in our businesses. So here we go. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. I'm so excited to have Katie here today. Um, Katie Crawford is one of my long-term friends. We first met in college at Point Loma Nazarene University. Um, We met actually in this small group in one of our classes. And ever since then, um, we studied abroad in London together and have been friends ever since. I think it's been, what, seven, eight years now? Yeah. Almost eight years. At least eight years. Um, we've been friends for a very long time. And Katie has always been a staple in my life personally. Um, just like a great reflection of Jesus. And she has such great wisdom to share all the time. And I always come to her for advice. So I'm so excited to have her here on the podcast. I also think she is a great person to ask this question of how do we serve the Lord with our business, even if we're not working in actual ministry, because Katie herself works in ministry right now and has a lot of wisdom for small business owners who maybe aren't working in actual ministry. So I am going, without further ado, I'm going to introduce Katie and let her take the floor. So Katie, yeah, just explain a little bit more about what you do and kind of what led you to this and yeah, all the good stuff. Yeah. So first of all, I love that you called me a long-term friend because I feel like that means I'm like in it for the long haul, you know, (laughs) like you're not going to get rid of me. So that's awesome. I don't have plans to. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I have been working in full-time ministry now for almost a year, which is kind of interesting because I've always been a part of ministry in some way, shape or form. But this is actually the first time where I'm being paid for it full-time, which is great. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Um, But there is just a lot of um, kind of aspects and and things that are a little bit different when you are working full time as a staff member, Um, maybe even a little bit different than I kind of thought going into it ahead of time. But yeah. So tell us a little bit more about your ministry history. Maybe if you want to talk about like the world race and then tell us a little bit more about what your role is in your church and um, what that kind of looks like. Yeah, so um, really after college and my journey to finding myself in full-time ministry has been um, just exactly what I said. It's been a journey. After college, I didn't totally know what I wanted to do. I've always had a lot of different passions and interests, and that might come up a little bit later. But I felt this call to just do something. I wanted to give back. I wanted to serve God. And so I ended up going on this program called The World Race, where you travel around to 11 different countries and you partner with different ministries in each of those organizations. And through that process, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about God. I really kind of deconstructed a lot of the views I had about God, which is another story for another time. Um, But I remember coming back from that trip and just 
people would ask me, oh, are you going to go into missions? Are you going to do all of these things? And I just felt this pull to the church. And I remember um, just seeing different leaders and different people and countries all over the world and just watching how the Lord really raised up those people to live the communities, to lead the community, sorry, that they were in. And I just felt like I had a call in my life to lead um, the communities that I was in back home. And so the funny thing was that when I came back, I actually found myself in a couple different jobs before now working um, in full-time ministry. But now I'm at a church and I am in a coordinator role. And so I coordinate our um, discipleship ministries and then all of our missions ministries, so our local and our global community partners, different trips that we go on, all of those things. So um, I actually find that a lot of my ministry kind of happens after hours or kind of in the underground. So um, yeah, that's kind of, that's it. Yeah. No, that's super interesting that you're saying like your ministry happens not necessarily at your actual role in your actual job, but actually later, like in the behind the scenes kind of thing. Um, I want to dive into that a little later, but first I want to ask the question that I get asked so many times, especially at Rooted Workshop. I have a lot of girls that come to me and they're like, I just feel like I need to be working in ministry because that's what the Lord would want. And that's what I need to do. And that's what I'm called to do. So how would you explain to someone who's not working in ministry currently how they can be serving Jesus in their current job role or career? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's something, um, especially if you feel a call to ministry, it's something that we can really wrestle with. Like, how? what does this look like? How am I supposed to do this? I think sometimes there can even be like a fear of what what is God wanting me to do and trying to kind of figure that out and navigate it. And I think first, even as we're talking about ministry and all these things, um, to look at the life of Jesus, right? Jesus is always our standard in a lot of ways, but um, Jesus did both. So he worked in vocational ministry, but only the last three years of his life. Up until then, he had been in carpentry. Um, and so he kind of had his own business. And so he, at still the same time, I mean, he was still the son of God, which is like the biggest ministry title you could ever have, <laughs> but he was doing um, just a different role. And so um, whether wherever you are, wherever you're working, you can serve God. You can you can be with people. You can serve people. You can love people. And I think the only difference um, when whether you're being paid for it, whether you're volunteering in a certain role with a church or with some kind of organization, or whether you're just doing it wherever you are, whether it's in your business with your photography, if you have a different kind of business. Really, I think it comes down to just the different people that you're interacting with. So my opportunities come because I make a lot of relationships with people where I work. But your relationships or whoever's listening, whether it's your clients, whether it's people that are also trying to build businesses alongside you, your relationships and your opportunities are going to look different, but our goals can still be the same. So I think that kind of boils it down. Um, but wherever you are, you can have influence and impact just depends who yeah. that is. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you say to someone who's maybe struggling with like building a business and devoting all of this time to their business instead of to Godness? I mean, I mean that by like building a business takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of effort. 
And I think sometimes we can feel guilty doing that. So what would you say to someone who's maybe feeling guilty about building their business? Hmm. Yeah, that's a really good question. I think it comes down to um, where God has placed you. And I think if you feel a pull, you feel a call to build your own business, that is something that you need to run towards. And actually doing that is obedience. And so we all find ourselves in different seasons. There have been seasons in my life where um, I have been so busy that I can barely catch my breath and I am just kind of hanging on by a thread. And then there's seasons where I feel like I have a ton of space. And so I think it comes down to just having a relationship with God and saying, how do you want me to use my time right now? And that's the best thing about God and like uh, having a relationship with him and the Holy Spirit is he'll, he'll tell you, like it's a, he'll help you navigate through those times. And I think building your business and doing things with a spirit of excellence is serving the Lord. Um, and we can even dive into that probably a little bit later, but, um, whatever season you're in, wherever you find yourself working at it, um, with all you have is, is obedience. And the other thing is just kind of taking an account and being aware of where you are emotionally, where you are mentally, when you're putting in all of this time in your business. So I would just make sure um, you're in, you're in a healthy place. If you are putting in a ton of time and hours and work and creativity into your business because you are um, striving to do it with excellence, you want to um, just make it the best that it can be. That's awesome. But I think there's a really thin line in becoming out of balance and holding that to a higher place than not only your relationship with God, but I mean, everything, your relationship, if you're married with your husband or with your kids or with your family, there always has to be this sense of balance. And I think whenever that can become unbalanced, that's where it's unhealthy. Um, and one of my favorite quotes, I think, um, well, before I say that, something that I think it's tricky, especially for people that are building their own business and they're kind of building their own brand is they work so hard on building a platform and you're trying to get clients and you're doing all of these things, which is so great. And it's truly such an opportunity um, and such a gift to be able to have a platform. But I think the, the thing to be careful about is if you are building your own brand and you're having kind of the spotlight on you so much, if you don't have a strong foundation or a strong confidence or just it's built on a secure place that, um, it, I mean, it could crumble. One of my favorite quotes by Christine Kane, actually, when I was in the production business, I was able to, um, do a photo video shoot for her. And so she said this in person. And I think that's why I was captivated so much. Cause if you know, Christine Kane, she's just a very captivating woman, but she said the quote, um, if the light that is on you is greater than the light that is within you, the light that is on you will destroy you. And so if you are building this platform and you're putting yourself out there over and over and over again, and it's not coming from a place of security of your relationship with God, there will be a time where it, it will be too much. I mean, the weight of it is just so heavy. And so just to, to kind of keep that in balance of your relationship with God, and, and I believe that he'll lead you in that. So, yeah. That's so good. That quote is just like life changing because <laughs> I, I mean, especially with things like social media. I mean, I have so many 
friends who just focus so much on their follower account and this platform that's surrounded by them and this business that's surrounded by them. Like their name is literally Danny Purrington Photography. Like it is me. Um, And I think it comes a lot from this place of it is very easy to become prideful in ourselves and to, to have this like proudness that's almost sinful. And if we, if we forget that as business owners and we forget that actually, no, Jesus is the one that is in control. He is the one that we should be glorifying in this business, not ourselves. Um, I think that that's a really good thing. So that's amazing. I love that quote. Um, but so I don't know. I feel like there, if there's a passion towards your business, you say that you think that that's likely God giving you that desire to do that and that it was planted for a reason. Could you maybe speak a little bit more on how we recognize that? Or, you know, when when do we draw the line on, you know what, actually, I don't think this is from the Lord? I don't know, because I feel like that could be a little confusing sometimes for people. Yeah, totally. Um, a lot of it, I think, is really also just your relationship with God and how you learn um, and as you grow, kind of what what that looks like. For me, I always say that peace is a great decider. And so different things that I've had in my life, I and I kind of mentioned this before, but I have so many things that I'm passionate about and interested in. And for a long time, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. And to be honest, I'm still figuring it out. I know where I am right now is where I'm supposed to be um, in this time. And I'm so confident about that, but I have no idea when people ask me like my five-year plan, I'm like, Oh my gosh, when will I be at the age where people will stop asking me this question? <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, and that has truly really just been my journey of, of dependence. And so, um, it is a reoccurring season in my life where I kind of take a look and kind of an audit of all my passions, all my interests. And I say, what, what fits right now in this time? And I think too, um, not that if you're passionate about something, there will never be hardship, but I do think that there's a peace that comes, um, when, when you are, um, kind of on, not on the right path. I don't want to say that, but, um, I think there's a peace that comes when, when you're living in step with God. Um, and I also think kind of similar to what I've said before, I used to struggle so much with figuring out what's my passion, what am I supposed to do, what's the dream? And I think our generation specifically, there's so many opportunities to build your own business, to be entrepreneurial. And so I felt the stress of that, like, oh, I should be doing something amazing. And I was so concerned that I was going to do the wrong thing that I became paralyzed. I was like, oh my gosh, like what if I do the wrong thing and then I'm living like plan B when I was supposed to be living plan A. And what happened was it took me a long time to really step out and start making risks. In the past couple years is when I have started to step out more and take more risks. And I've seen God meet me in such a beautiful way. And that's his grace. And I think he moves with movement. I think he moves with our movement and it involves taking risks Um, there's this analogy and you might have heard this before, but people say it a lot. It's kind of like one of those cliche statements, but like you, if you're a sailboat, you just kind of have to keep going and God will use the wind to direct your sails. 
And what I found was I was so scared that I was going to be living plan B for my life that I was still tied to the dock. And so (laughs) the wind was blowing and God was trying to move, but I was not going to leave the dock. And someone said to me once, and this was so profound, they just stared at me straight in the face and was like, Katie, you are giving yourself way too much power to think that you could control God's will for your life. Not to say that I won't make mistakes and I won't fail, but if we believe that God is as actually good as he um, says he is, and as we say he is, we have to believe he's going to meet us there. So if you think that there is any passion, any interest, any like inkling or seed that is growing, just try it. Like take the risk and just do it and trust that God is going to meet you in that place um, because I think that he will. And I also think too, just a little note on failure. Um, so I think I think for me, the tether that was tying my boat to the dock was fear of failure. And I've learned throughout the years that failure is not only part of success. I actually think it's a prerequisite to success. <laughs> Truth. And if you're not failing, I don't think that you're actually going to reach the level of success that you could reach mm-hmm. if you're taking more risks and you're failing harder. Yeah. So I think losing, on the other hand, is when you just kind of show up and with a defeated mindset and you're just like, Neh, whatever, that is a different story. But I think when you're taking risks, you're showing up with all that you have. And even if you're failing, you're going to come out with a greater level of success. And the coolest part is that we get to invite God into that, into that story, into that place and just watch what he does with it. Yeah. I mean, trials and hardships bring character. That's for sure. And also I can't even tell you how many times I've failed in my business. Um, even with rooted, I mean, there are things that have happened that have help me figure out how to do it better pretty much. Um, even in one of our past episodes where we're talking about, um, setting goals, like if you're not setting goals, like you're going to struggle and it's going to be hard. But if you're setting goals and I learned very quickly to start doing that, then you're going to have more success than if you didn't learn that in the first place without having it. So I love that. Um, so I guess in your experience, you were just saying how earlier, a lot of your ministry actually happens like behind the scenes or just like not in your actual job or role. I know that there's a lot of us out there who, you know, deal with clients face to face or a lot of people here who have their own clients. Um, what is a way that we can be serving people and also be showing the light of Jesus? Yeah. So I think there is two parts to that question. The first is, um, just how my ministry happens kind of after hours, or I say the underground, because I am in a role that is more coordination. It's more planning. It's more strategy. I'm not preaching on Sunday. I'm not leading like programs with people during the week. And so what I found is that, um, and I think this too is just expectation. Every time you get into a job or start a new business, you kind of have this idea of how it's going to go. And then you're met with the reality of what it is. And my whole job has kind of been, okay, how do I take what I'm doing in my job, what I'm being paid for? How can I serve my team well? How can I come together, bring my creativity, bring my strategy, bring my gifts to the table and serve them well, but also still step out in the gifts that I believe that I have. And a lot of the gifts that I have are more relational, are more pastoral, are a little bit less logistics and more kind of 
I want to get my hands dirty in like the messiest stuff of life with people. That's like what I'm so passionate about. And so it's kind of this tension. Okay, this is what I need to do to make this work well, but this is who I think I'm called to be. And I think that actually can translate so beautifully into all areas of life. So with your job, with your clients, how do you show up and do the things that you need to do to be successful, to do the things that you need to do to serve your clients well, your customers well, whatever business you're in, but then hold the tension of living out who you are and who you believe God has created you to be, what gifts you have, and just holding those things and being able to show up in both capacities. And I think that's actually a huge part of knowing who we are and knowing our identity and just really maturity of how um, to hold both with grace and still continue to grow in both and know that there's a tension and there's a time to act out in one and to act out in another. You don't always have to be operating in just the day-to-day things that need to be get done, but you don't also always have to be operating in just the things that you want to do. There is kind of this, this marriage of the two that go together. Yeah. And one of the things that um, Alyssa, I love that you were just kind of talking and reinforcing that. Um, one of the things that Alyssa from our rooted workshops, um, Alyssa Brooke photo, one of the things that she was saying in her talk about identity is how your calling is separate from your gifts, which is, well, not really, but your occupation is separate from your gifts and your calling. That's what I meant to say. So whatever your occupation is, in your identity, it's not your identity. Mm-hmm. So you, what you do in your occupation is not who you are. That's just your what you're put on earth to to do work on. Mm-hmm. But your calling and your gifts are a part, a more of a part of that identity as well. So like I have the gifts of leadership and I have the gifts of speaking and um, just making sure that people feel known and seen. And so that's not my occupation, but I know that my identity is that. And so how can I serve my clients with that gift to show them that there's more than just like Danny, that's actually Jesus at the, behind the core of it. Um, and so I love that you were kind of just reinforcing that in identity and also like maturity too. Um, yeah. I mean, I love everything you're saying, Katie. <laughs> and I was going to say too, Dan, I think that you have done that really well with your Rooted, with with Rooted, with the workshop, with education, where you started as a, photogra- a photographer and you still are doing that. You're still showing clients, um, but then you're able to kind of partner that with some of your other gifts and see what you create. And I think that's part of the journey is you're um, always kind of looking to see, okay, will this work? Can I partner these things together to create something new or to show up in a different way, um, which can make our, our jobs can make really our life just really more um, exciting and more fulfilling. So yeah, totally. Um, well, I think we've been over a lot of great things. So I'm going to just just open the floor to anything else that you want to say to anyone who might be struggling on this topic and yeah, just any other advice that you might have for that one listener out there who just needs a little extra, (laughs) a little extra encouragement. Yeah. So I think the identity piece is huge. Um, I think it's not until we know who we are and we're confident in who we are that we can really begin to step out and, and do these things to take risks, to, Um, grow in our gifts, to grow in our calling, to grow in our occupation. And so I would encourage you wherever you are, whoever's listening, um, to just like spend that time getting your identity straight, Um, especially with what we're talking about with building your brand, building um, your platform, all of those things. There 
there comes with that just a certain level of, um, I think, especially in our culture and especially in the photography world, at least what I've seen is a lot of putting yourself out there and being confident and hustling and doing all of these things that are so good. Um, but at the same time, if it's coming from a place of striving or working and it's not coming from a place of true identity, um, it, you're just going to get burnout. And so, um, and I've been there and I've been in a place of burnout many times. I'm actually prone to it because, um, I, I'm like a doer. I love to, to do things and create things and make things. And I always have ideas in my head, but I'm prone to burnout because I will take on so much. And when I'm not operating in the place of who I am and I'm just operating on my own strength, um, at one point in time, it will like, it will burn out whether you're working in building your business, whether you're working in full-time ministry, what, whatever you're doing. Um, I just think that that is so important. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love this girl. She's so wise. Um, she will be on future episodes. Just know that. <laughs> Originally, I wanted to start this podcast with her, but like I said, she's a very busy girl and she's got a lot of big things to accomplish. So, so Katie, how can people follow up with you? How can they get in touch with you? What's your best contact forms? to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like so many things these days, probably Instagram. My Instagram handle is Katie Catherine Kate. It's spelled K-A-T-I-E-K-A-T-H-R-Y-N-K-A-T-E. I know it's long, but people, this has been my Instagram name since high school and I just can't let it go. It's really cute. I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm very excited to have her for future, but Katie, thank you so much for your wisdom and just for all of your topics today. I think I mean, I learned a lot today too, so that's really good. Um, yeah, in the meantime, if you guys have any questions, I'm going to add Katie to the Facebook group, um, and she we're going to have the show notes up for you just with like a brief, a brief synopsis of what we talked about today. So if you have any comments or questions, feel free to uh, just reach out in the Facebook group, or you can email us to rooted, W-R-K-S-H-P at gmail.com, rootedworkshop.com at gmail.com. <laughs> um, and we will get back to you with any questions that you have or just any comments. Let us know if this impacted you. Uh, we love feedback. So that's always a good thing. Anyways, I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. And until next time. Thanks for listening to the Rooted Creative Podcast. Be sure to subscribe for more tips and leave a review to help get the word out about our podcast. Resources and notes about what we talked about today are also available at www.rootedwrkshp.com slash show notes, all for free. I'm so excited you tuned in today and I can't wait to share more with you soon. Until next time and God bless.